Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the penultimate track from <laughs> Sign of the Times. It's going to be a beautiful night. It was recorded on the 25th of August 1986 at uh, Le Zenith. Le Zenith? I don't know how you would say that in French. Uh, in Paris, France. Uh, Prince uh, credits the, the crowd <laughs> of Parisians. Uh, he then did overdubs on the 22nd of November 1986 at Sunset Sound uh, with the rest of the band. And the, it was released on the 30th of March 1987. On the track you have Prince and The Revolution plus a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> um, you, you have Bobby Z, Brown Mark, Dr. Fink, Wendy and Lisa. You know, the original Revolution. You also have, of course, Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss. Um, you also have the addition of touring guitarist uh, Micah Weaver, um, and then there's also uh, Wally Safford, uh, Greg Brooks, and Jerome Benton, who um, at this time, obviously, uh, Prince was uh, in, in France doing promotion for Under the Cherry Moon, which is why he was recording this particular concert, and Jerome Benton was still promoting the film with him. Uh, you also had on backing vocals Susanna, Prince's girlfriend at the time. She appears on quite a lot of tracks of Sign of the Times. Uh, you then have Sheila E. with the Trans-Mississippi rap, uh, which is her reciting an Edward Lear poem over the phone to Prince. Um, and then Prince put that into the song. Um, and when it was performed live uh, on, on the Sign of the Times concert film, you also then had the addition of Bonnie Boyer, who adds, you know, a couple of vocal things here and there. And you had Cat um, and you had uh, Levi as well on bass. Uh, also, of course, on there you had Dr. Fink, Eric Leeds, Atlanta Bliss, Micah Weaver, Wally Safford and Greg Brooks. Um, Wendy and Lisa Brown, Mark and Bobby Z. Between this song being released and Prince doing the overdubs and the album being released, uh, were fired from the revolution. Um, so while they're there on the, the kind of the live basis of the track, by the time Prince was overdubbing it, they were no longer there. And they certainly weren't there for the concert film that came out uh, the following year. The track itself is nine minutes and one. Um, it was originally going to be the final track of the album and Adore was going to precede this. Um, but as Prince, I mean, at this time, you know, we had uh, originally Crystal Ball and then you had the Camille album and then, you you know, there were so many different variations of what eventually became Sign of the Times. Um, this was going to be the final track at one point and then Prince swapped it around for Adore. So Adore is now the final track um, and the, the kind of crowd noise from the end of this is seeping into a little bit of the introduction of Adore. Um, so joining me to talk about this today is Russell Irick. Hello, Russell. Hello. And I think you, I think you might pronounce that le zenith. <laughs> zenith, yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's really actually how you pronounce it, but for my high school, my high school French, uh, I think I would pronounce it le zenith, or they would just know that, that the, the English word is zenith and they would just say le zenith. <laughs> yes, there is, a, there is meant to be an accent on the E, so uh, yeah. Oh, is it an, uh, now was it an accent aigu? Like, so it goes upwards uh, to the right, then it would be zenith. Yes. Oh, so it would be zenith. It was zenith, zenith. yeah. Zenith, okay. So it's, it's, still, uh, it's still a venue um, these days. Um, it, it, it was first opened in 1984. Um, and so Prince recording in there in 1986, that's still quite early on yeah. in terms of the life of the venue. Uh, and it holds a maximum of 6,000 people. You know, the, potentially there's 6,000 something people on this track. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would, I mean, in terms of picking a genre for the song, I think I would say it's a dance track if I was to pick something. But it feels mostly like maybe... 
Um, to me, it feels like, I don't know, the, the final song that maybe Earth, Wind & Fire would play at a concert, where it's just kind of like a jam. Yeah, definitely really yeah. funky. I mean, yeah, it's very, like, um, I mean, little, sh- I don't know, shades of James Brown maybe, too, in there, definitely. Yeah, I can certainly hear that. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of where my mind went yeah. with it. Yeah, and, you know, um, it, it, we have, <laughs> like, I, can't, I mean, it seems so weird to say this, but I have to at some point mention the fact that it has the Wizard of Oz chant. That was the first, I mean, th- this was my first time hearing the song for this. So that took me totally by surprise. <laughs> was I was like, it's the Winkies. <laughs> the Winkies are singing. Like, that was so bizarre. And I kept trying to figure out, like, the logic of it. If there <laughs> is a reason for it. And I could never quite crack it um one of the weird things one of the strangest theories i came up with and i have no idea if this has i'm sure this holds no water it has to be but i've noticed like watching videos and i don't think in the live footage of this if i saw him but there's a guy that wears a fuzzy hat yeah in his band that looks like uh, the Winkies hat from <laughs> Wizard of Oz. So that's was like the only thing I could make sense of was like, well, he would obviously sing this part because he's got a fuzzy hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think uh, I can never, I can never remember which one is which, but that's either Wally Safford or Greg Brooks. And I think it's Wally Safford who wears the hat, and Greg Brooks doesn't. Yeah, we we have the OEO, uh, oh, which Prince gets the the Parisians to sing. And then the rest of the song is kind of like constructed on that. And it's, you know, it's the live version that comes from sign of the times is a lot faster. Um, you know, the kind of the, the version that's on the album is a relatively sedate pace. Um, considering, you know, all the different bits and pieces that Prince is doing on the top of it. And, you know, there are various points where Prince actually, uh, you know, he calls out, um, band instructions, so there's a point where he says, you know, give me the bass. And then when he says, you know, hit me in the back. So, you know, obviously you get the, get the drums, uh, you know, like there's, so there's, there's little things, you know, and he says, get the horns in here. And then he says, clap your hands. So there's a lot of kind of like call and response stuff and, inst- and kind of band instructions through the kind of through the lyrics, um, you know, which is something that Prince has done before in songs. But, 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 but like the whole structure of the, of the song just feels like it's, you know, Prince saying, here is the beat and, you know, let's go out there and I'm just going to start singing stuff and everyone else is just going to follow along. It has a definitely improv, improv feel to it. Everything just feels sort of like, okay, we're going to throw this on top. And it just, it it does all kind of feel like it's all just sort of building on top of it itself. Maybe that, I I, I liked it, but I don't know if I loved it. And part of it, maybe why I didn't is, is I don't know if I felt like it necessarily took me anywhere after like i'm i wasn't sold that it earned its length (laughs) like i i was like you know i listened to it all and i liked it all but i wasn't totally sold on like i feel like a song that's like is it nine minutes i just already uh, clicked off our notes here but yeah i mean I feel like for me, the key to a nine minute song is that you got to do something new in the last like two minutes. Like (laughs) you got to like make those last two minutes worth sticking around or even the last 30 seconds. Like I need a reward. I need a little like you got to give me a cookie for hanging out this long and going here. Here you go. Like there's your reward. There's something that kind of recontextualizes the rest of the the last eight minutes i just listened to i want something that kind of changes it all up that like puts it into a different perspective 
I don't know if this song is quite like deep enough for that. No. Um, and it's, which is fine. It's, 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 you know, you, the title pretty much tells you what this song is, which <laughs> is like, it's going to be a beautiful night, right? Like this is the, we're going out, we're going to have fun. Like it is a, it's like a fun dance song and that's, that's fine. Well, I mean, you know, I like the, I mean, yeah, obviously I, 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 unlike you, I've heard this song like thousands of times. So I, I kind right. of, I kind of know what it's going to do for nine minutes. So I, I know what to expect, yeah, yeah. but still there's little bits that still surprise me now and again, you know, like when you, you obviously, you know, we start out with just, it's going to be a beautiful, it's going to be a beautiful night. Now that's something you, you, you'll hear like a hundred times in this song because they just keep saying it yeah. over and over again. But on top of that, you, cause you, <laughs> the interesting thing is you have, you have that, but you have Prince kind of, talking to the Paris crowd as they're singing you know tonight there's no tomorrow this is going to be the one Prince is like all right Paris we're going to see how you do you know it's like soulful you ready and he's like you know come on say it and he, and he's like kind of you hear this kind of like banter between him and the, the Parisians which is over the top of like the, the, the actual song that's being sung almost as if it's completely mm. detached and that you know the song can't hear what Prince is singing um you know and and, and obviously he you know he's saying tonight we're going to lose our sorrow tonight we're going to have some fun you know, I mean, I, I can't disagree with that as an idea for, for what, what someone's going to do on a night. I, I mean, to me, it has one of my favorite Prince lines ever, which is after after we've had a lot of instructions and the OEOs and, you know, guitars and <laughs> guitars and drums, you know, um, there's a bit where Prince sings with, um, I think it's with Susanna and Wendy and Lisa. And they they sing, they say that there's nothing better than sleeping on a rainy day. We could spend the night together. Come on, baby, what you say. And I... I just love I just love those two lines. It's just so like it's like yeah, of course. You know, there's nothing better than it raining outside and you just being inside just, you know, relaxing with someone and just not kind of worrying about the outside world. Um and, you know, and so I the I, like the whole the rest of the song is all about, you know, like no time for politics, no we don't want to fight and you know, all, there's like a whole lot of other stuff going on in the song, but just those two lines that kind of instantly bring up this picture of Prince. And, you know, obviously, I'm guessing it rains quite a lot in uh, in, in Minneapolis. So, you know, I, this, the idea of Prince just being like, it's raining outside, I, I don't want to do anything, let's just stay in. You know, instead, instead, like the whole kind of, the rest of the song is all, you know, let's go outside and let's party and it's going to be a beautiful night and all this. But that, those two lines are just like, it's raining outside and I don't want to do nothing. Let's just sit in front of a nice warm fire and just you know, relax, you know, and, and that, that kind of that, those two lines just make the whole kind of like nine minutes worth it for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's fun. like, again, I, I don't get bored by it or, or even like, I think I've always listened to most of like all of it when I've listened to it. So I think it, it, it's, I'm being a little harsh on it, but I just, uh, I think maybe part of it is that to me, the beginning of the song is still like the most exciting part of the song for some reason. Like <laughs> when I, when it comes in and all the little parts are, uh, starting is, is, is pretty thrilling to me. Although I, do, I, I like the rap, the rap bit as well. I think that's, that's fun. I also think I like the rap part because I'm, I'm pretty bad with lyrics. Like I don't hear them very well. <laughs> I don't. And I don't comprehend them very. I like. I don't know. Like, I'll 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 read the lyrics to a song I've been listening to for twenty years, and all of a sudden I'll go, "That's what they said." <laughs> oh, I, like, like I just don't pick it up. Like, and um, so when I hear hear this rap that's like over the phone, it's like it's already really hard to hear, and I feel like I'm kind of let off the hook. It's almost like listening to a song in another language where you get to just kind of like <laughs> appreciate the sounds of it and don't really care. Like, I just don't care. Like, it's. Yeah, 
yeah, it's great. I love, I like that. Uh, I don't have to really think too hard about it. And in a song like this, like, I mean, that's kind of the point of a song like this is that you don't have to think too hard about this, right? Like, this is your classic, it's it's going to be a great night song. Yeah. I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how my secret shame is that I, I really like the Black Eyed Peas. Um, <laughs> what's I got a feeling like, <laughs> that tonight's going to be a good night. Like, it's such a stupid song, but man, if it comes on, I am... 100% on board and <laughs> any song that's like that that's like you're getting ready for the night you're putting your your nicest outfit on you're doing your hair up you're getting ready for a crazy night like I love that song that's all about the potential of the night you know that's such a it's a, such a fun idea and and the whole feeling of the song captures that very well yeah I mean, in the live version, when Prince says, you know, uh, everybody get way down, the whole band kind of like crouches down and they're all dressed and they're all dressed in white and they're all kind of like dancing together. And then when he says, I'm talking about that Detroit crawl, he kind of goes onto the floor and starts like kind of propelling himself along by his feet and then kind of bouncing around and getting back up, you know. And then, you know, when he asks, it's it's funny because when you see the live version on Sound of the Times, it's live, but it's not really live because... Um, some of the sound that they recorded for the Sign of the Times concert film was um, it was not recorded correctly. So Prince had to kind of restage stuff in in Paisley Park. So the crowd that are in It's Gotta Be a Beautiful Night are a crowd at Paisley Park. They're not like the, the Belgians that are in the rest of the film. Uh. So it's a cheat. And it's funny because they're kind of doing the call and response stuff and they're kind of singing and all the like the Paris crowd did. But it's just this crowd inside Prince's own like studio essentially and it's it's a bit of a cheat but i just kind of it's kind of funny because he's getting them to kind of do the exact same things that the parisians did so it's clear that when they performed this song it even though it feels improvised it had a clear structure and prince kind of knew exactly what he wanted to get out of the song you know and there's a point where you know um, the rap which is you know the edward lear poem uh table to the chair mostly it's mostly that there's little bits which you get added in um, but when it starts with you can hardly be aware how i suffer from the heat that's the bit that I always hear the rest of it I can never tell any of the lyrics Um, but in the live version just before that because obviously Sheila E is the one who performs it on the album she's also the one who was you know she was in the band at the time she played the drums so she has to come from the drums and Prince has to Prince goes up and tags in and he plays the drums while she does the rap and the rest of the band are kind of like all together kind of dancing you know there's like six of them dancing to one side of the stage and then coming back to the other side of the stage and it's just like you you get the idea that that's what they saw in Paris that night was this kind of kind of playful. I mean, at the time, the band was the largest it ever was. You know, you, you had like uh, like 10 people on stage or something. So it was like a huge band. Um, so I just I just imagine that's what is was going on in Paris was like this huge performance from this band. Oh, I can only imagine seeing this live. Like I I am sure I would lose my mind <laughs> if I saw this live. Like I can just tell. Like that that's one thing this song does really well is you can just tell. Like oh, this is like a fun time. And you're talking about all the kind of choreography of the band. I mean, that's like one of the things you. Oh, I'm always amazed at is like how how well. Like Prince knows how to put on a show. Yeah. Like he knows like 
yeah we, i i just love even in the like music videos for like raspberry beret and stuff how the band is all like has to move in the choreographed <laughs> motions even if they're kind of simple and silly but like gosh it, it's so much fun to watch and yeah just to watch like the band strut across the stage in the live performance is it's just so fun yeah i mean yeah it would be an amazing live uh song to see and and would absolutely earn its nine minute length live. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is the live version i think is only like eight minutes 50 or something so they they cut not not eight minutes 50 it's about seven minutes 50 they like cut like a minute off it because they do they the pace is a little quicker um you know yeah and yeah. we get a little bit of um you know obviously the horns are co- in this song are constantly counterpointing everything so whenever you know prince yeah. is singing something the horns are always there with the the kind of little you know embellishments on practically every single line and then there's even points where prince says you know particularly towards the end of the song where he says get the horns in here and you just have them doing you know the main the main like um you know line the kind of uh gonna be a beautiful night line but at the end prince says you know everybody clap your hands and obviously you know the parisians are clapping their hands um and then the song finishes with prince just calling a halt to the band and you can almost see him putting his hand up and telling them to stop and then just saying the word confusion and then they all just play, you know, like a ton of noise. And then it just stops. And that's the end of the song. And in the in the live version of the song, Sunday Times, Prince does a mic drop. So that's how confident he is in the performance that's just been given. Is he, you know, he drops his mic and puts his arms in the air and it's the end. Except on Sunday Times, they then come back for, um, you know, uh, they come back to do the cross. So there's like, there's one more song. And it's the same in the album. It then goes into a door. So, you know, this it's, it's, it's really funny that, you know, twice it's going to be a beautiful night is is the penultimate song of something rather than being the kind of the last word. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think maybe you're right. It doesn't quite earn the nine minutes. So I would only say a four out of five. Yeah, that was pretty much exactly where I was going to go to. I, I think it's a solid four out of five for me. Just like, like if it just did something else <laughs> in that mu- musically just to like, wow me like i think at the last minute i would be like oh yeah this is a great song this is like a five out of five it's just like it's just missing a little bit of something but it's it's also not setting the standards too high for me just by you know again being called it's gonna be a beautiful (laughs) night i'm like yeah i know what i'm getting into i know what this is about i gotcha and it's it's all about having a stupid fun time so it's it's kind of allowed to be stupid fun but yeah so i'd say four out of five i i was gonna say i couldn't find any covers of the song but then again you know like uh as is kind of common with some of these prints um you know album tracks there's not really kind of covers out there uh there, i found a few that were essentially like um tributes to prince after he died uh but i don't like to count them because i don't think that some guy playing guitar on youtube for nine minutes singing this song really counts as a cover um as much uh, as a heartfelt tribute as it was um you know i i prefer to stick with people who covered the song before prince died so well it's it's also it would just be such a weird song to cover yeah because it's such a it's like a skeleton <laughs> of a song more than you know it's like it's it's this like framework and there's all these different parts but i just can't even imagine why you would want to cover it like it's it it just there's not it's just not it's not meaty enough for that for you know there's not like uh it's not a, again like I, I it's not a song i'm gonna probably hum to myself a lot like it's it's about being there in the moment but it's not like uh oh oh the classic song like gershwin wrote or something <laughs> right like you know <laughs> yeah I, I mean i can understand that yeah it's i mean if you're listening to it you're enjoying it but once it's once you're not listening to it you're not going to be encouraging 10 of your friends to kind of 
start singing it's going to be a beautiful night and contributing their various different parts when you call out for them to you know pretend to be horns or you know whatever you know whatever instruments they want to pretend to play well i think i think what i was actually trying to say i've heard somebody say this smarter (laughs) a smarter person say this once was that you know a lot of a lot of the songs we think of today um are really more about performances and and not so much like about classic songwriting um yeah and this is one that would be firmly there where it it's what what makes a cover of those songs feel so unsatisfying is that what we're really attracted to is the performance um, oh yeah and this is a you know this is a perfect example of that you know purple rain is a song that you can hear somebody covering it you know you can understand how somebody could take that and make it their own this you know it's this is about a particular place in a particular time and even the differences between the recorded live version to the film live version are different enough that it it makes it feel pretty distinct and also i just i just love seeing prince kind of because obviously you know um prince is an accomplished musician on a number of different instruments um and you know he's a reasonably good drummer um, you know, he's not a great drummer. Uh, there's a reason why, you know, Sheila E, Michael Bland, um, you know, John Blackwell. He's had a lot of like really good drummers come in because he knows the level of competence that he, he had on the drums. And so it's fun to on the live version to see him kind of quickly run up to the drum, <laughs> you know, the drum riser and swap places with Sheila E, you know, and, and then just kind of play the, the kind of basic beat because this song really has a very kind of basic beat. But obviously when Sheila E's playing it, she's adding a lot of bits and pieces to it, whereas Prince just kind of sticks with the basic beat, almost like he's a human metronome, basically, while she's doing the, you know, doing the, the rap. So it's fun. To, it's just fun to see that little kind of swap over. That goes back to me just saying, like, how he, the man knows how to put on a show, you know, like yeah. he knows that that's going to be an awesome part of this concert <laughs> that everyone's going to talk about. It's like, oh, my God, you can't believe it. And then Prince ran up and he started playing the drums. And then, you know... It, it's 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 a good it's a good gimmick like it's a good bit of like stagecraft like he knows what he's doing he knows how to put on a good show and he knows that that kind of stuff it's bigger than the sum of its parts basically you know it's like yeah yeah this drum part's really not that hard i can do this but like it feels so awesome when like prince is up there playing the drums (laughs) yeah it's a good moment and it's funny because like um the sign of the times concert film i saw before i ever owned the album sign of the times so like that was like this this that version of the song that you know the live version that's on sign of the times is the first version that i kind of knew so when prince went and swapped drums that was the bit where i was like oh my god this is like he's doing everything like he's singing at the front he's <laughs> yeah. he's dancing you know he's the only one who's allowed to wear a denim jacket everyone else is all head to toe in white <laughs> which i love it's just like he's, he's he's got this denim jacket and a cap on and he's like yeah I'm clearly the I'm clearly the lead singer. I'm the leader of this band, but everyone else is dressed all kind of like the same. But yeah, yeah so you know, like so, even then, it fulfills his mythos too, right? Yeah, like that story that he has about himself, and everybody knows, like Prince does it all. So yeah, you know, he knows that's really <laughs> really satisfying for us to get to see on stage. But it's just, I mean, I just love those two lines though. You know, they say there's nothing better than sleeping on a rainy day. I mean, I feel like I could write like a, you know, a a 20,000 word novel that wouldn't just get that one little kind of feeling of that line of, uh, you know, of just the idea of that. Yeah, it's a, it's it's got a nice it's it's it has a nice like specificity to it. Yeah, that you probably wouldn't expect from a song like this. You know, that's that's you know that's why that's why it's just there. It's like a little surprise, and I'm it, every single time I hear those lines, you know, particularly because you know it's Wendy and Lisa singing, and obviously a few months after this, they were no longer in the band. 
you know, so there's just certain things where it's like, you know, this is this is kind of Prince on the verge of firing half of his band, and and so it's it's kind of it's ironic that this is like such a kind of fun upbeat song that's kind of like out of the middle of nowhere um and something i hadn't mentioned up to this point which i really should do is um you know eric leeds and dr fink get co-writing credits on this song um so they don't give co-writing credits to whoever did that thing from the wizard of oz so really they should have yeah you know he's (laughs) shameful it's really like most of the song honestly is the winkies chant i when i when i i looked this up too apparently there's a lot of people who have like heard different lyrics in the winky chant for like their whole lives which i never knew like i just always thought they were just saying oh yeah which apparently they are but people have like heard all these like messages they thought think like they're saying things about the wicked witch and stuff and it's like yeah ter- but then it turns out when they ask the creators they're like no nah, they're just saying oh yeah <laughs> i always i always heard it as um all all we own we owe yeah well that's what uh that was a popular one people i read people say and they've added yeah. uh, some people here all we owe all we own we owe her too ah see i didn't i don't hear the her but i I hear that first people add in the her in there too so it's like the wit they owe the witch everything so yeah um, which makes sense because they're just like henchmen aren't they so you know but uh, they're like they're like (laughs) yeah they're like they're like that guy in um austin powers who um (laughs) the henchman who gets killed and they call his 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 friends and they're out like um celebrating the guy and that's what i imagine with the with those with those guys that like they have friends outside of the wicked witch's circle and like when they go out with their friends they're like you know what's your job like it's well you know we just march backwards and forwards singing this one chant all day it's not <laughs> they, that hard yeah they, but they, they're pretty they're pretty quick to turn on the witch aren't they like once she's oh dead, they do they're so ready yeah. for this like they, they are they're so disloyal it's crazy yeah. <laughs> she's like <laughs> you killed her <laughs> and then like the next minute they're just like oh, yay like okay yeah <laughs> yeah like take, one of you they, they turn on a bucket, dime you know years ago right like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just couldn't get good henchmen in the uh in the 30s uh-huh. Um, so anyway, I feel like we said as much as could possibly be said about this song. Uh, so let's go to any plugs. Do you have anything you wish to plug, Russell? Sure. Uh, you can uh, check out my podcast, Art Palace, from the Cincinnati Art Museum, where we chat about art. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Russell Irig. Um, at yeah, it's just my name spelled like it is. Look it up uh, on the show notes here because. Uh, spelling it is silly and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you could email us not sure why you would um at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest russell absolutely and otherwise confusion with you.